everybody welcome back to q-tips we are the video store junkies and we're here to bring you a few selections to watch over the weekend on streaming we're going to jump right into it and i will pass this over to bill oh well thank you well i've got i've got a movie i've got a, this is a movie i loved when i was a kid watching it on creature features and chiller theater from 1959 which really i think was maybe the best year for movies ever i keep i keep running into movies from 1959. And, and unlike a lot of those movies, this one has not disappeared. You can find it on Prime, on Paramount. Of course, you can find it on Tubi. You can even find it on Plex, because these folks know a classic. It's 1959's <laughs> The Manster. That's right, The Manster. What a title. Half man, half monster, all terror. This, this is just a... <laughs> Greatest thing ever. It's a super low budget, but really well-filmed kind of film noir, high contrast, black and white. Oh, you can also watch it in color, uh, a colorized version on YouTube. If you're history's greatest monster, so watch it in black and white the way God intended it to be. It's it's about this guy in post-war Japan, a uh, hard-bitten, you know, hard-drinking newspaper reporter, and he somehow falls under the clutches of a mad Japanese scientist who uh, injects him with this fluid in his shoulder and everything goes straight to hell. He starts an affair with a beautiful Amerasian woman and uh, he starts kind of getting a little itchy and homicidally and everything. And then things take a really terrible turn when an eye starts growing in his shoulder, followed by a head. It's amazing. Yes, he walks around with this coconut head on his shoulder, which I really think was carved from a coconut. Um, Sometimes it moves a little bit and it makes him crazy, as you would expect. I'm not saying this is the greatest movie ever because you haven't given me chance to say it. I'll say it now. It's the greatest movie ever. I absolutely love this thing. It's it's lean and mean. It starts with a scream and a splash of blood against the wall. It's got a half man, half yeti running around killing people. At some point, they pull themselves apart and start fighting each other, which is just insane nuts. Oh, did I mention it all takes place at a volcano? Because of course it does. Why wouldn't it take place at a volcano? They, this, they just don't make them like this anymore. This this odd little movie directed by uh, Kenneth Crane, who cast his wife and did just a couple other movies, it's inexplicable. This is on the bottom half of a lot of movies. Like my favorite, all-time favorite horror movie is uh, Eyes Without a Face, which is a beautiful French film of absolute gorgeous poetic horror, filmed by a genius, and they put it with the manster, because why not? And actually, the more I think about it, a perfect combination of, of films everything that there is about i love about horror is in these two extreme films here so watch it i guarantee you won't forget it of course this has been referenced a million times uh, sam raimi like myself must have had this on on autopilot just running it all the time because he's he's referenced it in uh, army of darkness because it, it's just it's just great the manster the manster watch it i promise you will not be disappointed and um, I will throw this to to a woman who's half beautiful woman and the other half beautiful woman, but not the same woman. So it's kind of creepy. Renee. I thought you were sending it to me. <laughs> For that description. Right. Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Oh, my goodness. So my first suggestion is a, is a delightful movie, which is fun and strange and oddly sentimental this movie is about a young lady who is going through some things and she decides to reach out to her biological father 
And this is a guy who didn't even realize that he had a kid. And they meet up for the first time in a park and they witness something that is just so bizarre and moderately troubling. And it essentially brings them together and they have to work together to, you know, get through this. And uh, this movie is called Chompy and the Girls. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and it's, <Yay>! it, <laughs> it's a lot it's a lot more bizarre than I can really explain, um, but it's very goofy. It's very fun. And I think if I had any request, it would be to just not watch the trailer. Just mm. just jump right into it. And uh, you can watch that on Tubi and Roku and Hoopla. And again, it's called Chompy and the Girl. And I will now pass this over to Paul. Why, thank you, Renee. And, and you know I'm going to second that. Of course. Um, it, it it is. It's like you said. It's it's strangely strangely has a strange amount of heart to it. So it's uh, it, it's really good. Well, um, my my film has heart. Well, not really heart, but blood. It's got blood. <laughs> In fact, it's the Flesh and Blood Show from 1972. Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I like it. it. It's by director Pete Walker, um, who also did a lot of kind of like sexploitation films, but also moved into horror as well. But the writer is Alfred Shaughnessy, who wrote like a third of the uh, of the episodes of Upstairs Downstairs, which was sort of like the the Downton Abbey of the seventies. Um, it uh, takes place in so it's it's playing on uh, Kino Now, which is a subscription service, but Kino has a free service called Kino Cult, which is really fun. Uh, you can get it on the website or on on Roku and things like that. It's got a bunch of like a bunch of commercials, but. Um, it's it's pretty good kino cult and uh so anyway you have a group of uh young actors who are hired to put on a, a production in this old theater at the end of a pier that pretty much hadn't been used since the, the end of world war ii which of course this is 72 so it wasn't quite as long ago as it is now but um it was a it, it's the, the it had been the scene of a there used to be uh, some Shakespearean things going on there and things like this, but basically the 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 young the young actors start getting picked off, as it were. Um, it's a mystery. It's it's got gore. It's not quite a Here Come the Boobies movie, but there's there's <laughs> ample bits of 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 nudity. And there's even some of, there's even of ample some bits. full frontal male nudity. Speaking oh. of full frontal male nudity, Hello. so hey, hey Zach, so um. <laughs> The, the original <laughs> originally had a final sequence that was in 3D. I don't think it was the final final sequence. Looking at the movie, it's probably the second to last sequence that was in 3D, would be my guess. But um, you don't need that. But it's the Flesh and Blood Show, 1972, from on Kino Now and Kino Cult. And speaking of full, full frontal male nudity, I'll pass this to Zach. Oh, thanks, Paul. Um, yeah. yeah, I apologize that I asked you guys to do a, a video call for this one, and I, I didn't put any pants on. So, oh. or, or or is that intentional? Ooh, <laughs> I don't know. Um, <laughs> anyways, uh, so my first recommendation, I actually want to, I want to dedicate this one to uh, to someone special out there. Someone, uh, just you know, special someone. I'm not, I don't want to name names, uh, mostly because uh, that way, if she breaks up with me next week, I can have plausible deniability. Uh, and say I was referring to someone else, but um, this this someone has been she's been on the road uh, for the past week or so, so we haven't seen each other. But you know, I'm always reminded of a of a song uh, 
uh, when you know when you're away from someone and you're thinking of them. Uh, do you guys remember a little movie called An American Tale? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. You guys remember that one? There's a great song on there somewhere out there. Uh, there's there's a there's a verse there that goes, and even though I know how very far apart we are, it helps to think we might be wishing on the same bright star. So um, it's probably a good thing we weren't wishing on the same star this past week because there was a comet passing by. Mm. That's right. I'm not. I'm not going to recommend American Tale. No, my friends. I'm going to me- recommend the classic 1984 film Uh-oh. Night of the Comet. <laughs> I know it's one mm. of Bill's favorites. <laughs> uh, if you're not familiar with this film, it is a wonderful slash terrible 80s romp. Uh, it is a <laughs> film. Uh, a, a comet passes the Earth and uh, turns a bunch of people into dust and a bunch of other people into mutants. And uh, it's about a couple of uh, valley girls that uh, have to contend with them. And it's got uh, Chakotay from from Star Trek Voyager. So uh, it's a lot of fun. It's a very si- silly movie. It's uh, it's pure 80s camp. But if you like some uh, hype sci-fi horror comedies, uh, you'll probably enjoy this one. And uh, Night of the Comet is passing through on the Roku uh-huh. channel, Tubi, Canopy, and Pluto TV. Uh, so yeah, check it out. Uh, it's silly. It's fun. And uh, speaking of things that are silly and fun, uh, I'm going to pass this over to Bill for his next Woo-hoo! recommendation. And, and uh, I, I second, uh, Night of the Comet is one of the most 80s of 80s movies. It's, it's, I, I was about to say that. Like, it's so quintessentially yeah. 80s. It just bleeds <laughs> 80s. And, and it has Mary Warrenoff in it. Oh, yes. And yeah, I failed to mention that. Any movie that has Mary Warrenoff in it has something that movies without Mary Warrenoff don't have, which is Mary Warrenoff. Mary Warrenoff. Yeah. I think we can all agree on that. Uh, she's <laughs> awesome. She's the best. So, my second movie. Okay. So, you, you took my advice. You ran out. You watched Manster. You couldn't believe where has this been all your life. Uh, so you watched it again and probably a third time. It's a short movie, so you, you, can, you know, you're not even going to fill up the night. But now it's maybe time for something different, a, a palate cleanser, if you will. And, you know, I love giant monster movies. They're, they're great, even when they're not particularly well done. It's cool. But, you know, you do get tired of seeing the same uh, old Japanese architecture ruined every time. It's, it's like, let's, let's share the wealth a little bit. So how about how about a movie destroying Copenhagen? Yeah, that's pretty cool. Take that, Little Mermaid. It's 1961's Reptilicus, <laughs> directed Ooh. by the great Sidney Pink, who who doesn't get enough attention. This is like he's one of the fathers of 3D. He worked with Arch Obler to make the truly terrible Buana Devil, uh, coming up with a whole new technique for making 3D movies that sort of gave the 3D effect and definitely gave you a migraine that would last for weeks. Um, he, he also discovered, this is crazy, but, um, sort of discovered Robert De Niro or, or was it, um, maybe it was Dustin Hoffman. I don't know. One of those guys found him somewhere, cast him in a movie. Next thing you know, he's a hit, but he turned down the chance to produce fistful of dollars. I'm sure he's beating himself over that forever, but he's a pretty cool guy. He wrote an interesting book on making low budget movies, produced a lot of them. Okay. Reptilicus is terrible, but it's compellingly terrible. The monster is a big hand puppet, kind of a giant dragon, you know, like a Chinese dragon sort of thing. He just sort of flops around and bumps into things and they fall over. But it's so cool watching it happen in Denmark of all places. And apparently they were so thrilled to be having a a Godzilla movie made in Denmark that they, they just like 
sent in the army. They let him borrow the Denmark army, which, I mean, what have they ever won? And they don't do too well against Reptilicus either. But this movie, oh my God, it, it's just so, it's so bad. It's just so bad, it, but, but amazingly bad. And the amazing thing is, if you get the unrated version, it's worse because there's huge chunks of this <laughs> incredibly unfunny comedian who I guess was a big hit in Denmark. Mm. And he, his performance is so over the top, it makes you long for the subtle lesbian qualities of Jerry Lewis. He, <laughs> oh, oh, it's just unbelievable. And sometimes he starts singing and you're like, can this get any worse? Yes, it can. The special effects are unbelievable. So there's a scene where Reptilicus destroys a farm and eats the farmer. We actually see the farmer go into his mouth and disappear. And there's a lot of ways you could film something like that. But one of the ways that no one, I think, has ever tried to do is to just take a bunch of Polaroids of a guy just sort of going, ah, waving his arms and legs around, and then very carefully with a pair of scissors, cutting them out. So you've got a bunch of little <laughs> tiny cutouts of this guy num numbered on the back so you get them in the right order, and then you just place them inside the hand puppet's mouth one at a time and take a picture, and when it all comes together... It magically looks like the worst piece of shit special effect you've ever seen in your life. It is, oh, you'll just, you'll piss yourself. You will just rewind it over and over and over again. It, this movie, this movie, the, the monkeys got a hold of this thing and they kept putting bits of it into their TV show because it's just so random and crazy. And um, yeah. And then you go on YouTube. It's like, are there things I didn't know about? It's like, yeah, here's the deleted scenes where he flew. He flew. He's got yeah. smaller wings than Submariner, and he flew, and yes, he did. Uh, but, but I guess they decided at some point, it's like, Americans will buy a lot of shit, but they won't buy this. So they took out all the flying scenes, and um, whoo, needless to say, it's on Tubi. That's Reptilicus, <laughs> 1961. It's, it's the best. And speaking of the best, I send this to Renee. Oh my gosh, thank you so much. That is, I'm, I'm very excited. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch that. Uh, so... You know, I, I wouldn't leave you hanging on this upcoming Valentine's Day. So I wanted to bring you guys something to celebrate. And that is My Bloody Valentine. Mm. You can watch it on HBO Max. It's from 1981. So 20 years ago, there was a disaster, a mining disaster. Just so happened to be on Valentine's Day. And there's a legend that if anybody celebrates Valentine's Day again, they will be murdered. And sure enough, yeah, and sure enough, you know, these damn rowdy teenagers, they just they just have to break the rules and do their own thing. And they just decided, well, it's time. We're going to have a Valentine's Day party and uh, all hell breaks loose. So, yeah, this movie is called My Bloody Valentine. And it's a good old slasher and uh, it's got some fun little kills in it. Hmm. And uh, yeah, I think it's pretty fun. Now, I will tell you. There was a remake in 2009. Yeah. It wasn't bad. It was, you know, it has a very strong 2000s vibe. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because I was, I was watching this. It made me think of Halloween H2O that we had recently talked about. And it just so happens that the director of this movie, of the 2009 version, was an editor on Halloween H2O. So uh, there's that. Um, they did make some slight changes to the story, which I think makes it, you know, kind of an interesting watch. It has Jensen Eccles in it, which I know some people are a fan of him. But the number one reason to watch My Bloody Valentine from 2009, 
Tom Atkins. Yay. Oh, yay. Yeah. I mean, right? And he plays a cop because, of course, that's what Tom Atkins does. So, yeah, that's my suggestion. It is my bloody Valentine. You know what would have been great if, if the motivation of this guy was because he grew up in the 60s and on Valentine's Day in school, we would actually have to handwrite Valentines to everybody <laughs> in the classroom. And there was always that one kid who didn't get any. <laughs> and that's why they don't do it anymore because it was really br- kind of brutal it was like, really like lord of the flies the, the way everyone just <sighs> turned on this kid remember that paul oh no i did i do i received valentine's i did sure you did, <laughs> sure you did. your mom doesn't <laughs> count paul hang on it said, said you cho- cho- choose me <laughs> oh, no. yeah if you play it in slow motion, you can see the exact moment when his heart breaks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's true. We would also give off those horrible little chalk candies, which may be the worst candies ever. You mean the delicious, the absolutely delicious little chalk candies? <laughs> okay. Those are delicious. Mm. Oh, yum. Yeah. I also like Necco wafers, which are well, made by the that, same that's company. Because, that's because you're a demon. <laughs> yes, that's true. So 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 Paul Paul thought he was getting Valentine's when really all the kids were giving away their shitty candy to him because he was the only one who would eat it. It's like, oh, I'm getting Valentine's. Oh, they must love me. <laughs> Tums in my box. <laughs> I was like, mm, these Tums are great. Speaking of people who like candy, <laughs> speaking of people who like shitty chalk candy, yeah. I'll pass this over to Paul. Why? Thank you, Renee. So. So my my first my first you know I'm not to I'm going to tell you my my theme and I, I bet you Bill can guess what my 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 next movie is. So my theme based on the first one was uh, British early seventies theater Shakespeare. Oh, I know it um, already. Murders. Yeah. And uh, the word blood in the title. Bill, what what am I recommending? Uh, does it have Vincent Price? Yes, it does. Well, it's Theater of Blood yeah. from 1973, uh, starring Vincent Price, Diana Riggs, wow, um, Ian Hedry, and even um, uh, it's it's just really fun. It is on Tubi, Redbox, Pluto TV, um, Indie Flicks, and Flex Fling. Uh, it is it is one of my favorites. Um, it's sort of a, a part of a whole subgenre of of uh, of horror movies where horror comedies where people are killed in thematic ways. Um, in this one, Vincent Price plays a hammy actor, I know it's a stretch for him, <laughs> who, after being turned down by the Theater Circle Award, he's a, he's a Shakespearean actor, he supposedly kills himself, but does he? Not really, because shortly thereafter, the, theaters, the, the, uh, the theater critics are starting to be killed off in the manner, in manners related to the Shakespearean plays in which they which they had criticized that he was in. It is gory. It is funny. It is creative. It is just a hoot. It is all around great time. Yeah. It is one of my favorites. What's your favorite kill and why is it Titus Adronicus? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to give any spoilers. I know. I know. But yes, in fact, when I was a kid. That's how I was like. I that's how I even knew that what that Titus Andronicus was a thing. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's 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 educational. Um, it is, and you know, and this film also, this film also references uh, Othello, but this one at least doesn't have blackface. The other one did have a Othello scene that mm-hmm. did have blackface, but is theatrical Shakespearean blackface. So, uh, yeah, anyway, um, but Theater of Blood, 
just a hoot. I highly, highly, highly recommend it. Um, again, on Tubi, Redbox, Pluto TV, Andy Flicks, and Flexfling. And speaking of hammy actors, I pass this to Zach. Oh, uh, thank you so much. So, hey, you guys, you know, I mentioned Night of the Comet. Uh, do you guys remember when comics, comets were fun? Do you remember when uh, people got excited, uh, formed cults, uh, committed mass suicide around them because they thought that, that they were going to go up into the comet and, and go off into the, the, the cosmos? you guys remember that? Oh, I thought you said Speci- well, specifically web developers that did that. I thought, I thought you said comics. Developers. Comics, I was like, yeah, what's wrong oh. with anything that you're saying? Comics, but, too. Yeah. Yeah, oh, but comics, yeah, comics too. Comics well, is crazy. Know. That's just nuts. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, there was once upon a time comics were very fun because people, people, uh, I don't know, thought you know they formed cults around them. Um, and my second recommendation, you know, uh, maybe maybe comics would be fun again if they did whisk some people away, mm-hmm. uh, and the rest of us would be uh, left over on Earth. Uh, that's my really, really horrible segue into my second recommendation. I didn't have a whole lot going on. Yeah, sorry. I put all my energy into the <laughs> yeah. first one, okay? So <laughs> so anyways, let's move on. My second recommendation. Actually, a show I'm really surprised I have not recommended before because this is a uh, show that I love. And I for some reason, it's a show that I think got really overlooked. Like uh, early uh, or like mid-2010s uh, prestige TV for some reason, uh, this is just a show that no one talks about, as far as I can tell. Uh, the name of the show is The Leftovers. The premise of the show is based on a book. Uh, the premise is that uh, at one point, two percent of the Earth's population just up and disappeared, and uh, the the show is set or it starts uh, several years later uh, when the people who are left are kind of still contending with this. They don't know why uh, why people disappeared. They don't know where they went. Obviously, there are. Uh, a bunch of uh, thoughts, uh, schools of thought that has, have grown up around it. And speaking of cults, uh, there's a, a very, uh, a very nefarious cult uh, that is kind of dedicated uh, to the aftermath of of all these people disappearing. Uh, this show is amazing. I I really cannot uh, stress like again. I don't know why this show doesn't get talked about more. Uh, fantastically written, uh, fantastic cast. Let me just read some of the people uh, who show up in the first season. Uh, Justin Thoreau. Uh, if you're if you're a fan of him, uh, Christopher Eccleston, aka the best uh, New Era Doctor Who. Uh, you got Carrie Coon, Ann Dowd, uh, and to round it out, you got Scott Glenn. Some of those names you may not recognize, but you probably recognize the actors when they show up. Uh, just really phenomenal show. Uh, it's it's three seasons, and they tie it up very neatly in the end. Or you could argue that they don't tie it up at all. Uh, but I really like the way they ended it. Uh, just I just love it so much. Uh, so the leftovers, it's on HBO Max. Uh, check it out, and uh, you can be one of the few people who actually who have actually watched this show and uh, know that it exists. And uh, I, I guess uh, is that is that it is that is that our our show for the the week? I think so. Yeah. Anyone want to sing us out? <laughs> I, I had one prepared, but but. You know, Zach had mentioned somewhere out there, so I feel like I mean, I can be... I can do a full rendition if oh, you want God. to. Oh. I don't think any. I, I'm not sure anyone said that <laughs> in so many words. <laughs> yeah, but you were all thinking it. Okay, I know you guys well enough to know what you're thinking. <laughs> yeah, go for uh, it. No, then. Paul. Paul, you can I, take I, it I away. I, you. Paul, you can take it away. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to no, stop no, you I, from. I, it was your song. I don't have any tissues Another... with me. It's gonna make me cry. Okay. Oh. <clears throat> So I don't even know. Oh, I'm crying already. <laughs> I don't even know how it goes. 
<laughs> uh, we, we'll sing it together, okay? All right, okay. no. One, okay, are we going to sing it together? Okay. Somewhere oh my God. fair beneath the pale moonlight. This is not row, row, row your boat. You're supposed to be singing the same words at the same time. (laughs) For the weekend of February 10th, Bill recommended The Manster, available on Amazon Prime, Tubi, and Paramount Plus, and Reptilicus, available on the Roku channel, Tubi, and Hoopla. Paul recommended The Flesh and Blood Show, available on Kino Cult and Kino Now, and Theater of Blood, available on Tubi, Pluto TV, and Redbox. Zachary recommended Night of the Comet, available on Tubi, Canopy, Pluto TV, and the Roku channel and The Leftovers, available on HBO Max. I recommended Chompy and the Girls, available on Roku, Hoopla, and Tubi, and My Bloody Valentine, available on HBO Max. All right, all right. I suppose everybody's ready. I'm ready. Zach's just going to stay mute till he pops in. He just comes bursting in there like Rip Taylor, just throwing confetti and... Which is how I'd like to start every classroom. I just like, as soon as the bell rings, just throwing stuff around. But they passed that don't say Rip Taylor law, so no more of that. Nah! <laughs>